Welcome to St. George Orthodox Church Homilies and Reflections. Today's homily is from the Sunday of St. John of the Ladder, on which we considered Step 10 on Slander and Calumny. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. Joyous peace. Today we commemorate our Father, St. John Clinicus. First we can talk about the Gospel passage. I, um, personally, last night, I woke up at around 2.30 a.m. and couldn't fall back to sleep for a very long time until almost probably around 4, 4.30, something like that. And then, you know, my alarm goes off at 5.30, so. And... I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but when you wake up in the middle of the night and you have a lot of worries that sort of kind of cloud all over your mind and your heart, and it's hard to go back to sleep, you start thinking about things that you failed at, people that you feel like you failed, whether it's true or not, God knows, but you feel it. And so that was the kind of night that I had. So I'm a little loopy this morning. <laughs> like, I got to church and I was kind of, you know, I feel like there's a, like a, a little bit like underwater, you know? <laughs> but in this morning's reading from the Gospel, we hear this beautiful prayer which has certainly been imitated by many of us in our lives. Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. And there's this beautiful thing where the Father demonstrates, you know, his belief in that he brought his son. He brought him and laid him at the Lord's feet. And this is an example for us that we can do with our loved ones, with the people that we know, that we're worried about, but also within our heart and within our prayers, even the entire world. And so there's one, uh, Saint Sophroni, in some of his book on prayer, sometimes you know the Jesus prayer, Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me, a sinner, and sometimes he'll write, Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and on your world. So we can add that to our prayers. I wanted to share with you a portion from the Ladder of Divine Ascent, for which St. John Climacus is named. So Climacus, the part of his name that means ladder. There's a bunch of steps, and, with, and through the, the whole book, he talks about vices, things that we're likely to have problems with, that will draw us away from God and keep us down, keep us weighed down, and how do we deal with those things? And then he talks about virtues, strengths, 
you know, that we need to have. So there's, there's sections where he talks about silence. There's sections where he talks about grace-filled and joy-making sorrow and blessed mourning. You know, not mourning like the sun coming up, but mourning like grieving. He talks about the remembrance of death, which is a great virtue for us to cultivate in our lives. You could just think about if you actually lived... There's even a country song about it. Yeah. I, <laughs> the country song that says, I hope one day you get the chance to live like you were dying. You know? And he talks about how he changed his life when he thought, you know, when he came to this realization that he was dying. So that's what the remembrance of death is about. It's not a morbid thing. It actually helps us to think of how each day is a gift from God and there may not be another. And so what will we do today? And so there's all different sections like that. I wanted to read to you from step 10, which is on slander or calumny. You know what calumny is when you calumniate somebody? <laughs> it's sort of that you, you, you ridicule them. You know? And um, I think that this is an incredibly important step for us to keep in mind um, our participation usually on, on social media and what we see on the news. I don't care what you watch. It doesn't matter to me. I think, you know, I don't care if you watch Fox News or CNN. Everybody can get off of their high horse and realize that they're all full of slander and calumny everywhere. So it really doesn't matter, you know, what your preference is. There's no virtue in that. It just happens to be your likes or your dislikes. But, so the world is kind of full of slander today. And we have a tendency to get drawn into it. Someone was asking me recently, and, and it, it creates a lot of anger. And St. John talks about how slander, when we slander our neighbors, when we slander our brethren. You know, he says this arises initially, this is a child of anger. You know, we're anger, and so then we start throwing slander everywhere. Or if we remember wrongs, we've been hurt. And haven't we been hurt? Hasn't everyone been hurt? Especially this past year. But throughout our life, we get hurt. We get hurt by people in the church. We get hurt by people outside of the church. We get hurt when we're at work. We get hurt at school. We get hurt everywhere we go. It happens all the time. If we hold on to those things and allow them to fester within our heart, frequently they'll bubble up, they'll brim over the mouth into slander, into condemnation. And so I'll read you a few of the things that St. John says about slander. I have heard people slandering, and I have rebuked them. And these doers of evil replied in self-defense that they were doing so out of love and care for the person whom they were slandering which is a very common thing, right? We'll write nasty things about other people, and then we'll say, well, I'm just doing it because I want to correct them. I'm doing it out of love. 
That's why I'm writing these things. That's why I'm posting this article. That's why I say the things that I do. Because I want to correct people. It's out of love. And so St. John says, I said to them, stop that kind of love. Otherwise you will be condemning as a liar him who said, him that privily talked against his neighbor, did I drive away? So this is something, this is a verse from the Psalms, where David says, when I heard somebody slandering his neighbor, I told him, get away from me. If you say you love, then pray secretly, and do not mock the man. For this is the kind of love that is acceptable to the Lord. But I will not hide this from you, and of course be careful, lest you judge the offender. Judas was in the company of Christ's disciples, and the thief was in the company of murderers. Yet, it is a wondrous thing how in a single instant they exchanged places. And so he goes on to talk about, in this life, wherever you look, no matter what you see, and he even says, do not condemn, even if you see with your eyes, for they are often deceived. Many of the people that we condemn will repent and enter into the kingdom of God. Many of the people that we think of as righteous will fall and will go away from the kingdom of God. He says, you don't know what's going to happen. So how can you say anything? And he continues. Hasty and severe judges of the sins of their neighbor fall into this passion because they have not yet attained to a thorough and constant remembrance and concern for their own sins. For if anyone could see his own vices accurately without the veil of self-love, he would worry about no one else in this life, considering that he would not have time enough for mourning for himself, even though he were to live a hundred years, and even though he were to see a whole river Jordan of tears streaming from his eyes. I have observed such mourning, and I did not find in it even a trace of calumny or criticism. So he says, if you pay attention and become aware of your own sins, an entire lifetime won't be long enough to weep for them. And so how could you be concerned with the sins of others and constantly stirred up and needing to talk about them all the time? which is something that certainly everybody struggles with. I struggle with it all the time. Um, you know, there's been situations in the past year dealing with all this stuff around COVID and restrictions and masks and all these things that have, have put me in a position where I was really um, judging others and talking about it. You know? And um, 
I have a tendency because I'm I'm very drawn to maybe pretending to be an intellectual. Like I, I really like to study, you know. And uh, and so when I encounter things and people say things to me and they seem to sound um, fundamentalist and rigorist and kind of lacking in a depth of knowledge and simplistic, I have a tendency to judge those people. I have a tendency to say bad things about those people and to assume all sorts of things about their motivations and why they're saying what they're saying and all of these different things. But the reality is, we don't know. And it's not, you know, the, the fact that I may have read more books and maybe looked more deeply into a topic than other people says nothing about entering into the kingdom of God. It says nothing about it. And maybe, in many instances, there's a zeal that other people have, even if it's a zeal, as the scriptures say, I think St. Paul says it somewhere, that people have zeal, but not according to knowledge. You know? But they have zeal. So they might actually take steps forward. They might actually do something. Whereas other people like me might read books for their entire life and never do anything. And so you see how, you know, None of these things, we can't hold on to any of these things about ourselves and think that somehow because I have this quality, I'm not in need in, in different ways, you know, and in, in other places of my life. And so again, how can we judge? How can we make assumptions? So remember, step 10 from the letter of St. John. And then we'll conclude by reading something really beautiful. Because we should think about where does this ladder go? What is the end of it? What are we after? If we're trying to struggle in spiritual life, if we're keeping the fast and we're praying and we're reading the scriptures, and we go to confession and we struggle to repent, you know, and to let go of our sins and to turn away from them and turn away from, the, from everything that the world and the flesh and their fallenness, you know, offer to us. We're trying to turn away from that. What are we turning towards? <coughs> Ultimately, we're turning towards love. We're turning towards, and we're turning towards a life that is informed by and founded on certainly God Himself. But what that looks like and how that's manifest in our life is in the three virtues of faith, hope, and love. And St. John says of these three, he says of faith, the first can make and create all things. About hope, the divine mercy surrounds the second, surrounds hope, and makes it immune to disappointment. So no matter the struggles that we have in life, no matter the difficulties within the world, we are surrounded in hope and become immune to disappointment. And the third, love, does not fall, does not stop in its course, and allows no respite to him who is wounded by its blessed madness. 
So love actually takes us completely outside of ourselves, makes us beside ourselves with a desire to continue pursuing God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And St. John gives a word of encouragement at the end. He says, Ascend, brothers, ascend eagerly, and be resolved in your hearts to ascend, and hear him who says, Come and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, and to the house of our God, who makes our feet like hinds feet, and sets us upon high places, that we might be victors with his song. Run, I beseech you, with him who said, Let us hasten until we attain to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of God unto a perfect end, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, who, when he was baptized in the thirtieth year of his visible age, fulfilled the thirtieth step in the spiritual ladder, since God is indeed love, to whom be praise, dominion, power, in whom is and was and will be the cause of all goodness throughout endless ages. Amen. Thank you for joining us at St. George Orthodox Church Homilies and Reflections. Please be sure to like and subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Okay, goodbye. God bless you.